0: Talk some more about uh, Anapanasati. (coughs) So, this is said to be a practice that can adequately cover all the four um, references of mindfulness (coughs) and can bring to fruition all the um, enlightenment factors. We recognize that uh, the path is one of of uh, acquiring the ability to let go and realizing that we need some help with that because well, the grasping is not really, um, not in control of. It takes over and it occurs at the level of hindrances that obsess, crowd the mind and block its clarity and you feel tangled and spun by and pushed around by and it occurs at a level of even deeper than that these anutsaya and asawa which are these uh, potencies these kind of tremendous potencies that overflow into to become something, to have something, some kind of something to grip. So becoming is often a sense of gripping in terms of self, um, to be something, continuing, to be something that extends in time, as a future and a past and a substance and so forth. And um, the karma, so as they're gripping onto some kind of sense object to give one a something to hang on to, and these are these are big topics because it's uh, you know it's naive to imagine that we don't have this. I mean, if you don't have these, you're an arahant. So you recognise that you're not an arahant. It means these things are happening, and it's only no point in getting upset about it or feel bashful about it. It's the point to actually recognize and see what's happening Um, so these are not moral judgments or these are more things you want to come to to acknowledge in a way where you can actually you know first of all open it up and then find some ground whereby you can actually um, shift that and it's possible to do that the Buddha says this definitely is possible it can be done Otherwise, you wouldn't teach it. But uh, because these things take over, these forms of grasping take over, we do have to have something there that can support us, it gives us something else to hold on to, if you like. You know, so you've got something, like a, you've got some firm ground that can pull out of the current, the riptides of these powerful forces. And this um, this firm ground can be accessed through mindfulness of breathing, other other means also. But we always say that when in the Buddha's taught mindfulness of breathing, he didn't talk about this very much in terms of physical um, precision. So you can't really think the firm ground is going to be in a particular place in your body or holding on to a particular place in the body or a particular mood. <clears throat> but uh, it is outlined through all the tetrads in, in, uh, ways, in the way that Buddha does give details is in terms of um, the process of how the mind handles the breathing so this seems to be more pertinent how we actually handle breathing in and out that becomes the the steadying effect the, the steady ground and uh, what what it does, that handling, what it feels like, how you sense it. And this actually, this kind of handling, ironically, is is letting go. What can be recognised through letting go? Letting go when you, whenever you relax or release or relinquish something, there is a kind of, there's a moment of the sense of something dropping away. That's the first thing you can acknowledge in that. It can be a little holding on and not wanting to, or you then know, or not knowing how to, and it oh, you know. So you get a sense of something shifts, and then as it as it settles, if you stay with that, you can actually feel that there was a tone, the tone of the heart, or the tone of the mind when it's when it's let go. It's like. You take something tight off your feet, and you get the first first was a release of pressure, and then there's this lovely quality of of a kind of flowing, healthiness to it. You feel you're in your, your right space. And actually, the right space of the heart is is in letting go. Because <laughs> when you when you let go, it's like you it's rather like you know, the heart is normally encrusted or encumbered with handling all kinds of stuff that's not its own thoughts, memories impulses, these if you like are like the uh, if you recognize the heart, chitta or mind um, essentially is a kind of resonant experience and it, but as it sympathizes it it picks up, it receives it's effective so we liken this to something like a, a drum skin or a, or a string of an instrument. And you pluck it and it resonates. Okay? And then if you strum it, it resonates. If you beat it, it resonates. If you keep strumming and beating it, it resonates all the time. So, so that's, because that's happening so much of the time. You get a feeling those particular rhythms and patterns and pitches that's what the mind is and that's what we are we are this particular we recognise this particular tune if you like certain busyness or or certain um, (laughs) modalities of that and here I am being up and here I am being down and here I am happy and here I am sad and there's particular waves of these and actually I want to be happy but I don't want to be sad but you can't do that because those particular tunes are variable and change they don't last but what you can recognize is all the time you feel something, don't you? You're aware of something. And that is like a kind of like the sound, a string that isn't being plucked. It's like resonance itself. Hmm? And when you let go, there's a, there's a moment when whatever you're holding on to is very much there. And is calling the, setting the tune, if you like. I've got to do this, I've got to do that. i oh, never this, i am never that. Uh... Whatever it is, you know, I want one of these or one of those. I can't stand this. I can't stand that. And then it's really cramping you or holding you in a particular place. And then you relax. You give up. You let go. That is, you can let go by the picking something up. You let go of the ill will or the resistance, or releasing something. If you if it's more like a desire or attachment of another kind, that moment when that particular shift happens, and if you. Stay with it rather than look back at what you just dropped or jump to the next thing. You feel this kind of oh, there's a there's a resonance there. I call it a tone you know, as as an analogy because it's not a particular object. It is technically it's an object, but it's it's not a a, a thing. It's more like um, a quality, and a Ramana. And this is also something you experience in the body. You know, the body feels tight or cramped or, and you, ah, it feels feels healthy, it feels sort of bright, or it feels very uh, deflated and tired and woozy, and then you come out of that, and, ah, and you're in your, your right tone. And you, you know that you can sense it when you feel good. So actually, this this tonal thing runs. It's the way in which was the body and the mind communicate through this particular tone. So when the body gets into a flat tone, the mind starts to go flat. And, you know, it's like they pick up they pick up the tune. They're like an orchestra. You know, somebody. Sh- Hits one note and the rest of the band come in. Only three members of the orchestra in this case, thinking, moods, and bodily sense. But essentially, you know, this this tone is there. And um, it's the basis of all the more um, specific aramanas or mind objects, either coarse or refined. so you get things like senses of light or brightness that can be something that comes out of that particular tone shiningness of mind or the sound of silence comes out of this kind of ringing sound depending on which how, you, how you're attuned to it if you listen to it you get a sound if you look at it you get a light if you sense it in your body you get more like a tingle or a flush a sense of cleanness or uh, aliveness and you know, so that, <clears throat> you know it depends which which how you want to handle that or how you want to approach it, and that's the tone that you pick up, or you can sense when there is some degree of letting go. You can sense that you drop into that for a moment or an instant, where it becomes more apparent, and, it's, and if you can linger with that, he oh, say, why, why don't I stay more often? This is really nice. Why don't I just stay here? And then something comes up, <laughs> oh yeah, but I've got to do this, <laughs> so, you know, because it's not, it's it, you know, it's not an obsessive thing. It doesn't, doesn't. You've got to release, really, you know. You've got to be with it, really. And all the things that push and demand, you know, they're of a different nature. They then push into that. So that's why I do recommend this sense of the, the old spirit. Of enjoyment in, in a specific way, and, and the, what the Buddha said, "You know, I ask you, I allow you to enjoy yourself, to enjoy this, this quality, mm. because it, it's encouragement to linger and savor that. So, it's, it's, if you do it, gives the whole of the sensory um, intelligence a chance to tune in. Hey, that, that's the, that's the, you know what that is? Get that." feel that see that hear that, that that bit got it because the tendency is to maybe to we do this but then because it's not as loud as the other things we miss the tune and go to the, the next anthem or or pagiya or whatever it is so you know, we so you you consider the process of Anapanasati works first of all from the bodily base, and also from the the um, directed attention. So this is very much led through the the clarity faculty, the the thinking mind faculty, whether it's thinking or not. That sense of attention, rather than um, you know di- defining attention, attention that. Forms an object rather than feels it, um, so you know it's like that. But you begin the your, your focus sati mindfulness is said to be based upon viveka non-attachment, or which is the beginning of, of letting go. It's that unhooking. Hmm. So. Detachment, on non-attaching, or is the beginning of letting go. It's a sense of be unhook, wow. and so in satipatthana, and this is said to be you know where where you begin. So you begin with that, and then from there you establish mindfulness. So it's a letting go in, in reference to um, happiness or, or dejection and hankering. So it's a sense of even even ground here we are. I, like, I liken this, the tone of this to be, I call it settling back. Because it's a sense of something that tends to be driven forward and onwards by sense contact and by the, the messages it gives, you know, get, hurry, go, get one, make more, that kind of thing. Or, um, or, or, or pushed, you know, jammed about by sense contact, shoved against the wall by it. So there's a sense of there's a sense of settling back into your own space and so likening with this in mind then the Buddha says you find a place where it's quiet you sit down, you find your own space and you set the body up so if you like that and then setting the body up upright and the upright posture if you Cultivate that in the right way is when the body feels starts feels in tune. You know, because if your abdomen is not compressed or tight, your chest is not squeezed in, then the energy flows. <clears throat> and if, so posture is always a good thing to come back to. The way we lose it tends to be in folding in in the lower abdomen, so you, you squash. The lower abdomen or folding in in the chest, the shoulders hunch, the chest gets squashed, or the head coming down over the throat, so this, this blocks energy. And this is a, you know, this happens a lot, partly because of physical stuff and partly other reasons, probably. So just And you get that sense of where the body can be open and bright without being rigid. And, you know, whatever it comes to, this must be the bottom line. You know, if you can't do this sitting, then we should stand or walk or something. Because you don't want to be putting yourself in a situation just lock into these patterns whereby you're disempowered. It just gets depressing and you can't make it in meditation. So you always kind of contemplate even at the basic level of holding the postures of the body and you feel even in that just the fact one isn't actually directly engaging in a voluntary way in sense Contact, sense, desire, or aversion, something starts to push. Something starts to start wobbling. Hey, hey, what's happening? There's a push towards get something, have something, be something, get rid of something, you know, restlessness, push like that. And you can feel it start to affect the mind. Mind tightens up, either um, gets kind of hyperactive or sinks hypo goes overwhelmed the body begins, then follows that tone picks up that tone the body starts to, to collapse too or, or tighten up um, so then you just okay, to acknowledge that and coming back out of that not through adding more of the same, but by, is it possible to let go? And that's why letting go is not uh, like a sinking experience, but unhooking. So when you let go of dullness, it doesn't mean, you know, sink, relax more, it means just unhook, which can be brightening up, you know. It's, it's cast off that thing which is holding you letting go of dullness is a matter of of opening the body, opening the eyes broadening the attention breathing deeply, standing, walking because that's what letting go is in that sense then we establish so with anapanasati the first thing is so sattva one is mindful, one establishes mindfulness on breathing in, breathing out. So the first thing is mindfulness, the ability to just bear something in mind. This is what we do, this is what's happening. Um, so nothing more is said on that. Nothing said about a particular point or place, just breathing in, breathing out, that's it. And so I just recommend that you might... This is a kind of key. Where's the point where breathing in changes into breathing out? End of the in-breath. Just wait there. Wait and you finish an in-breath. Are you sure you've finished? Wait there and then... Then wait until breathing out starts to happen and vice versa. So you get really... Was defining very clearly those particular points. You establish clarity at the most clearest point, where we begin to recognise that that uh, the body does it. I don't breathe at all. The body breathes, breathing in and breathing out, and that, that means there's a kind of letting go of the of the self mechanisms around that which can be uh, either trying to make something happen or uncertainty, I don't think I can do this, or apprehension, this this might be confusing or upsetting or whatever, because so you know, you, you it's going to happen. Breathing in and being out is going to happen. It's totally safe, you know. Um, and it, it helps to, to begin to get a sense of trust, which is unnecessary for letting go. There's something there that will do it for you. And you, you, often it's, it's extraordinary that we don't, you know, our self-mechanisms don't trust, you know, the, the nature, because they are often built to defend ourselves against nature. <laughs> you know, they're not about harmony, they're about differentiation, aren't they? So you're just letting this bit of nature works. And you recognize in, in that that the um, clearest indication, there are three indications of the breathing. One is the physical sensation, one is the respiratory sensations, and one is the energy. And the clearest uh, indication is, is energetic. You can feel a, a very, um, particularly because energy is not localized. You know, it's all over. The whole body feels it. The whole body feels its sense of coming to a stop, a rest release and it's in that wholeness of that pattern and the energy you actually can feel the tone much more than if you're focusing on a particular physical sensation you can feel the tone changes quite dramatically You know, it's, it becomes quite tight in a way, highly strong and then boom, releases the feeling of letting go because it happens at the end of the out breath then you tighten up and use weight, weight, and then boom, it releases and it's a full of flush. When you breathe in, get to the in the breath, there's a sort of, sort of slight build up of some pressure, and then it releases, and you get a sense of, of um, subsiding or relief. The two tones, if you like. You know, one brightening, one um, softening. And we begin to then attune to what tonality means as, as, a, as, an, as a here and now experience in your body. When your body feels that, like your mind can attune to that tone, then your mind picks up the tone. Because it, that's what it always does. You know, that's how the body and the mind talk to each other through that particular tone. So... You know, if, if our mind is 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 tw- is uh, held or gripped or you know corrupted by the power of these tremendous uh, outflows and hindrances, then you've got to go to in the body. You know, then the mind picks up the tone. it has got something there to refer to against the whirl or the pressure or the sinking or the spasming of the, the hindrances bring around this is the healthy tune listen to that and this is the way that we are able to find a, a, a place to hold on to that enables us to be in touch with the letting go then um, Pajanati refers to fully full awareness, so it's connected to some pajana, so Full awareness. Um, it's a receptive sense, You're just noticing, rather than mindfulness is much more defining. You know, picking something, pointing to it, defining it, and then some is receiving it. So you can receive the full, the long breathing in long, breathing out long, breathing in short, breathing out short. So this is <clears throat> where as refined as it gets in terms of the physical um, outward characteristic of the breathing. It's fully noticing. There's a kind of receptive. What would be receptive is you have to linger and really pick up some, pick up the fullness of it, isn't it? You're not, not kind of that, that, that. It's not a rapid button holding or something, but just really receiving it, fully receiving it. And if you do contemplate this, even just around the beginnings and the, and the endings of the breathing, you can recognise that when you're. With a, as a breathing process um, goes on. That the three kinds of, of character, uh, three kinds of feature of breathing stop at slightly different times. That is, the respiratory, the air sensation, they <coughs> stop just slightly before the physical sensation, or so the physical sensation squeezes the last bit out. Or pulls the last bit in, so you can feel the. So if you're allowing that to happen, you can feel in, say, the in-breathing as the as the air seems to come in. There's still that sense of a swelling right under the collarbones, up in the chest, and then beyond that. The flush of energy continues a little bit beyond that. When you're breathing out, when the out breath completes itself, the air seems to have finished the sensations of the air, anyway, and then you feel that increasing, like a tightening or pressure of the of the body pushing or contracting, and even beyond that sensation. There's a, there's a deep releasing of energy, sometimes you it know, flushing down the body. So the full full length of that is to be experienced, and <clears throat> the way that the hindrances and the obstacles occur around around these features are that um, we don't breathe, we don't the body isn't allowed to breathe completely. And you know there can be all kinds of reasons and stories about why that happens, uh, and but you find that out yourself. <laughs> you interpret it yourself. But essentially, what seems to happen is that one doesn't breathe out completely, and there's a certain resistance to let to the kind of real release and letting go. It's almost like uh, anxiety or fear of some kind. You know, it's not safe to because. Those, um, one's boundaries of self often exclude letting go. Self is not about letting go, self is about holding on and being something, and definitely having I am this. You know, so as we start to relax more, we feel less and less me, and more and more just a, like a body or an energy flow, and that can be disturbing when your normal t- tone of self you move outside of that or you put, go past that it's a bit like um, unpeeling one can feel um, rather unprotected mm. when you're in, in breathing out feel rather naked you know? suddenly because you, there's a sense of the, the defences are down When one's attention is on the breathing, you're not watching out what's happening around me. So, you know, this is why you want to feel uh, very—you've got your own space. And and in in retreat situations, this is—you know—this is why we have these structures: is recognizing that as you unpeel, people do unpeel. Then you know you you really got to respect people's space, and and uh, because they're, they're quite delicate. You know, as you come out of some of these boundaries, there's a lot of pink stuff under there and uh, you don't want people poking a stick in it, even for a joke you know? mm-hmm. so you will really to be careful about that because it is, it is quite a, a naked and frightening or, or um, unprotected experience and because we want to allow this to happen you've got a sense of you know, being, being sensitive and quite careful about even, you know, seemingly casual and, you know, not, not hostile in, uh, intrusion. Because often in, in that letting go, there, there's a whole lifetime there of other things that have made us hold on. You know the fear and the need and the anxieties and so forth, and so that you know you're coming out of that. It's it's a very it's like taking off a, a big shell, and it's uh, it's quite sensitive. There. But the beauty of it is is it, of course it's very alive, and we start to come alive and we start to to come into a rather fuller state of being once that's been you know once we feel comfortable in that. Breathing in, and sometimes there's going to be difficulties on breathing in. One doesn't breathe in fully enough. And uh, because, of course, uh, when we breathe in, something in us gets big and swells. And that may be something that's got un- uncertainty or anxiety about. Can you be as big as you want to be? Or is it something where a lot of your time you've been trying to be been held back or been small or been ashamed of something? The sense of like a reluctance, or we don't even know because it's not voluntary; it becomes um, involuntary. you never really felt the full flow, the full expansion of breathing in, and the body has, has almost grown like it. So the body, as is, is the, the very structure of the body, is kind of ca- you know crushed around the, the chest. You feel it's like to actually have your shoulders drop down your back and your neck, your throat open and feel that when you breathe in actually it comes right, it's not just the bit of the lungs, the whole comes right up under your collarbones you're going to kind of flush up through the head I mean this is not like gasping you know, it's it's not a force thing but a gentle, steady possibility and then sometimes it's difficult to, to wait for the in breath or the out breath you know because there suddenly it's very still and open and there's a nervousness about that so the, that's why the, the whole you know, encouragement, inclination is, is one of safety and no hurry spaciousness and friendliness you know, finding your own time, softening into it, and just noticing what's going on. The breath will, breathing will tend to become slower and 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 um, more refined. The short breath, so there's not much air happening. But, but actually, as as the physical and the respiratory Aspects of the breathing um, quieten down. It becomes more obvious. The energy becomes more apparent. And it steadies. It doesn't seem to be moving so much. So it's, it seems to be more composed. It doesn't get the same sense of extensions. It's short. Um, and uh, from there, sense sense of... of Thoroughly sensitive to the whole body. And the phrases that are used with this is, is sikkhiti. One trains oneself. There has to be a, a conscious acknowledgement and a sense of it's okay. You can do this. You know. Feel your whole body. Right, the tingling in the skin, that, and when you feel the whole body, there are. Um, Briefly, there are, in terms of energy, there are two aspects to it. One is, if you like, the sense of the, having a core or inner, inner stability. And then there's the peripheral sense, which is where you get the tingling. And the two operate together. If you don't have a sense of a stable core, you can never go out to the periphery because it's too you, you, something you're holding to a center. So you don't get the whole body. So we first of all come to the you know that the inner sense of the body is its steady and stable well-being so that you can just let your atten- let your whole energy move out through the body and it, it brightens. see the sense of this interplay between the peripheral. Where the energy begins to flow in and out, and the stable center, and everything, then these two begin to merge, and the whole sense of it becomes much more stable. And this is pasanbayan, uh, calming or steadying. So the whole thing unifies, and you have the experience of of one pointedness or collectedness, ikigatara. in those experiences of of letting coming out of some of the um, um, what I'm calling the self boundaries or the more constricted patterns with the the unhooking of uh, how we've held ourselves or how we've been held there's the quality of uplift it's like it's like a delight or joy or freshness or zest or oh, you know It's like opening the window on a summer's day. It's like clearing your throat. It's like um, drinking water when you're thirsty. It says, "Oh yes," Um, and it's this is both uh, this is you know delightful, also slightly unsteady because you know it's coming out of the norm, the habitual. So there's a slightly giddy feeling to it, but but pleasant, buoyant, rather like when you're learning to swim and you finally get to take your foot off the bottom of the water or, or the pond or whatever it is and you oh you know yeah and then you find oh you can float you know for a little bit before you glub 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 and you know, splutter around because you get too excited or don't know how to handle it um so first of all it's just a sense of some buoyancy some uplift and happiness, and then that can become more powerful to something where you really feel quite um, um, rapturous. Yeah. But it's not these, these; it can be quite intense. But actually, intensity is, is, is can be problematic because we can get swept away and lose lose the sati, the defining quality. So, you just coming. You know, so referring, always referring it back to the body, so you don't spin out. Referring it back to the body, and so this is where again the the energy of the body, the body's tone, is so important because a certain with rapture you tend to lose the, the purely physical um, aspects of physical sensation because it's an energetic experience. So you haven't got so much physical stuff. But you do have, you can tune into the to the energy of the body as it's breathing in and out. And that's steady, the core. Rapture tends to take you to the flowing out peripheral. It's rather like getting into a tidal current of water. So you're going to come back to the, you know, the, underneath the waves, to the, the stable. And this is ease or sukka. as we so you know this this can be quite a lot of process actually but to to bear in mind that uh, rather than trying to make it work this is almost like saying just giving you things to recognize in terms of as it goes along these are the kind of things that can happen you know things like rapture and ease it's not you get I want to have rapture on it easy, it certainly is going to make it very difficult for those things to happen because they come around through letting go. Uh, you know, what's more important to, in the process of anapanasati, is sati, then pajana, uh, patisanvedi, thoroughly experiencing, and then calming, and then let other things fit in around that. That's, that's the pattern of, of um, working in that particular mode the samatha and correspondingly the, the the process of insight which is touched on in the fourth tetrad similarly is tonal because it begins with You know, that sense of settleness that enables you to recognize things changing. This is really... Anicca is what you experience from Viveka, is when you unhook. That which you were moving along with now moves away from you, so you can see it move. When you're on it, you don't notice it moving. When you step off it, you see it moving. Oh, there it goes. Oh, it's like that. So it's you know, an no contemplating the moving of things, the way things move, keep moving away, keep flowing and passing. And you know, to, where are where where's your attention, or what is your attention? And it's this, you know, it's a settled state. It's it's that same kind of tone of I'm not hurried, not trying to make things change, not saying hurry up and change. Or, you know, I believe in change, therefore this is going to change. But noticing it. So working with the physical experience, which is the most undeniable, we don't have to deny that things, the body, the breathing moves. What's more difficult is to uh, recognize that one's thoughts... And emotions and passions move, because those are things we take much more firm a stand upon. Or, as perhaps putting it unfairly, but um, the the ignorance or the hindrance in the, the asavas tend to collect around those, you know, and they they hold us into particular emotional patterns or psychological patterns or views and so forth. So you know, to to allow those to shift and change. A bit of dispassion. Viraga. And it's really, Viraga is just being able to pick up that tone of letting go in reference to the mind stuff, the heart and mind stuff, the emotional quality of it. We may notice that thoughts are changing, but we may not, actually deepen into letting go of you know, the the mood that the thoughts are running on you know so obviously it's quite easy to see that a thought of ill will you know, you think this and then you think that and then you shouldn't do this, you should do that and then you feel ill will so the thoughts can change but the underlying mood of ill will is being sustained so that requires not just contemplating the change, but actually a sense of dispassion towards ill will. It's like this. And so that one isn't adding any more emotional charge to it. And then this is, if you like, detachment in that emotional sense. We become, first of all, more, we open up, we acknowledge, we're more honest. We're able to be more honest and less embarrassed by these emotions, emotional pushes. That's the first step you know, the first step of unhooking, and then pajana, like contemplate, oh, it, it's like this, isn't it? What's the tone? It feels pressure, it feels pushing, it feels pushed back, it feels defended, it feels, you know, aggravated, it feels neat, you know. Well, forget all the terms, it just sense the real, the push, or the holding, or the... And then, is it possible... Without saying you must be another way, but just just relaxing, perhaps in the body, so that your attention widens beyond the pure, you know, tone of the emotion into a wider tone, because it's always there. You know, actually. The sound of the string is always there underneath the tune. It's not lost, it's just obscured. And if we follow that steadily, you, these you can begin. Then, then that tone actually becomes something that the mind gathers around. The <coughs> nirolda is when isn't the tunes stop. So we can see when you you take something, like that you see this using the breathing process as a kind of uh, as a guide um, then you can see how you you can use that that particular guide in other things you're doing so it isn't purely you know I can all my life has noticed me about breathing in and out but you learn those those skills and what to refer to and then you can pick those up you're walking, or with what you're doing, or with the way that the the moods and emotions grasp us, or the compulsions and the fears and the sense of self, you know, the resignation of it, which is the really dreadful thing about the sense of self. It's so deeply resigned to be... (laughs) Stuck. <laughs> you know, this this is death <laughs> just waiting for the coffin, you know. So it's very important to, to acknowledge that as yeah, this is not a proper tune to something, you know. Like the, the tone of letting go att- detachment non-attachment relinquishment cessation presence you know. there's there's life